Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alonso and Juan, Alicia Del Valle, and the baby-faced gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hola, damas y caballeros, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Loss Podcast. This week's podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Hope everyone is uh, is is doing their bets because I know Juanito did and he did not win. But Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports uh, favorite sports leagues and events. So if you head on over to their website today, which is betonline.ag, you and join, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So make sure you use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Ben Online, where the game starts. Uh, I couldn't read that without my glasses, so apologies if you had to see my phone. Um, if, you do, if you can't tell, if you're watching this, uh, we are at Dodger Stadium, and we're here for, uh, for a special reason. We're here to uh, discuss uh, uh, this guy named Fernando Valenzuela <laughs> and uh, retiring the 34. So without further ado, here is Fernando Valenzuela. We're very lucky to be sitting here uh, in my Disneyland, as I call it, the happiest place on earth, uh, <laughs> Dodger Stadium, Blue Heaven. But we're here with uh, with the legend, uh, a man that uh, that uh, that means a lot to the community and a lot to everyone here on this podcast, of course, Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando, buenos días, ¿cómo está? I'm okay. I'm fine. Good. <laughs> Gracias. Todo bien. Saludos. Hola. Um, so, I, le quería preguntar, este, obviamente van a retirar su número. Eh, obviamente ya tiene mucho tiempo que, que estábamos esperando eso también, ¿verdad? Pero para usted personalmente, ¿qué, qué quiere decir eso, el, el retiro del número 34 de Fernando Valenzuela? Fíjate que a mí me agarró sorpresa lo que sucedió hace algunos días cuando anunciaron el retiro, ¿no? que lo iban a retirar el número y pues nunca esperaba eso. Uh, yo sabía que en ocasiones a mí me preguntaban que si qué iba a pasar con el número, por qué no lo retiraban y la verdad es que pues no estaba en mis manos, ¿no? Entonces, pero sí, me sentí contento, gusto, yo creo que más que nada, no solamente en lo personal, pero sí, yo creo que el aficionado, tanta gente que estaba pues, preguntando sobre eso, bueno, ahí está la respuesta y creo que Dyer se dio cuenta de esa, de esa situación y, y todo ese apoyo que siempre la gente ha brindado para, tanto para el equipo como pues cuando está, tuvimos la oportunidad de jugar también. No, sí, y, y de hecho usted es una persona humilde, porque igualmente venimos de Pueblo Chico, ¿verdad? Del municipio de, de Navajoa. Obviamente su número ya está retirado allá en México y eso es un honor tremendo. Obviamente no se pueden comparar los honores, pero el honor de, de lo que quiere decir para esta ciudad es algo tremendo. Entonces yo le quería decir personalmente que felicidades, primeramente, porque lo que usted es para todo. Pero el retiro del número en México, 
es algo que siempre yo eh, encontraba interesante y por qué no lo hacían aquí, ¿verdad? Pero obviamente es por el protocol y todo eso, ¿verdad? Um, el, el deporte mexicano, el deporte en México, vamos a decir, todo eso. Para usted, ¿qué es la importancia de eso también allá? No, es, es importante porque realmente eh, solamente un número estaba retirado de Héctor Espino, un tremendo jugador, con Ronero, o sea, muy completo. Uh, no me tocó eh, en su época, pero sí creo que fue un tremendo jugador y, y es el número 21 que estaba retirado en, en lo que se refiere a la liga de verano, ¿no? La liga uh, de, de, de verano. Entonces, uh, cuando anunciaron hace como unos 3, 4 años atrás, también que iban a retirar de, de todos los equipos. El, el número 34, bueno, pues yo creo que es algo uh, difícil de explicar, ¿no? Porque realmente, pues, uno lo siente que el apoyo, ¿no?, de, de lo que uno realizó en, en la carrera, yo creo que ahora está saliendo, ¿no?, lo que, lo que uno siempre se trató de hacer para para el bien del béisbol, ¿no? Entonces yo creo que en México, bueno, yo vine de allá, yo jugué en esa liga y, y pues fue un, un gran honor también al ser retirado mi número allá. Speaking of great honors, someone that understands some of that stuff, Felicia del Valle. <laughs> <laughs> Passing the baton. Que puro español. Sí, he knows it too well. Um, I just want to make sure that you have a good time because that's what we're about here at the Bleedlos. Don't make fun of me. Uh, <laughs> and just what a great honor it is to be able to talk to you, especially after they're retiring. Something that we here at Bleed Los have just been fighting for and pushing for. These guys started a campaign. I'm not sure if they were trying to be humble themselves, which they're usually not. But uh, <laughs> we know you are very personal and very humble. Now, I, my question is, When did you know that they were going to retire your number? And <laughs> if you didn't know ahead of the fan fest, um, were you surprised? I mean, was there even any discussion? I mean, I want a little behind the scenes action. You know what, the, the first time was about a couple of days, maybe, yeah, two days uh, before the uh, fan fest. That's when they, uh, they answered, well, I have a meeting over here in the stadium. Uh -huh. with the um, Stan Kasten, the president for the club. And he said, I got a good news for you. I say, what is it? And he said, we're going to retire your number. And, and I say, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, uh, my first reaction was that, because uh, that, was, that was hard for me to, uh, to believe it. But that's happened. But uh, first thing to say, yeah, but. Nobody know. Nobody uh, gonna know this one to the fan fest. We gonna announce that one, and and I say that's fine. Okay, but that, that was that was short, short. So you short were surprised. For me. <laughs> you were surprised, and um, we were all surprised. Yes. I mean, we thought about boycotting. You're boy not coming. surprised. Well, <laughs> 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 yes. 
I was very surprised because we had Stan Caston yeah. on the Bleed Loves podcast. And he didn't say no, but he didn't give us any clue. So, right, guys? Am I wrong? No, we no. had no, no idea that they were, they meaning the Dodgers, were even entertaining the idea. So, this was huge. This, like, reverberate. I mean, everybody stopped what they were doing and said, what? Because for so long, am I wrong? But the... The word was, we can't do it, which is it's out of our hands. Da -da. And then we were going to push for a statue. Would you like a statue outside of Dodger Stadium? Step by step. <laughs> First, let's see All right, I'll stop how, how it's going to look the number over there. Right? I can't and help then, it. But, you know. That's how important you are to our community. Yeah, a lot of support from the community, exactly. And um, I appreciate that one because, because uh, in... Any player, any career, when you have that kind of uh, supporting, I think that's make uh, to do those works or play better mm -hmm. without supporting, of course. Uh, and I, you know, you never know. Let's, let's wait, see what happens. Okay, I'm pushing like that. <laughs> I just wanted all while we're here. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Juan because I know he's been waiting for this day so long. Mira, Fernando, <laughs> todos los que vienen en el programa, yo siempre les pregunto si son fanáticos de los Dodgers, ¿cómo se hicieron fanáticos de los Dodgers? Y todos tienen el mismo cuento. Pues es que en mi familia, nosotros vimos los Dodgers porque estaba pichando Valenzuela. Ya son más de 40 años desde que usted pichó para los Dodgers, cuando inició con los Dodgers. Yo, mi abuelo en paz descanse, con mi papá nos sentábamos, yo vivía en Orange County, yo tenía los angelitos allí al lado, pero porque mi abuelo y mi papá, nosotros veíamos los Dodgers y cada vez que usted lanzaba, nosotros allí estábamos viendo el partido o escuchando en el radio, porque si estaba en casa no lo podíamos ver en, en la televisión. Es mucha presión para usted tantos años tener o sea, toda la gente que viene y diga, yo soy fanático de este equipo por usted. No, yo creo que no es, al contrario, es un, es un halago porque realmente eh, eso indica que lo que uno hizo en el juego um, le gustó a la gente. Y yo creo que eso realmente es lo que uno trata de hacer. Porque el béisbol es, es bonito, pero a la vez es un entretenimiento. Entonces yo creo que cada uno de los integrantes de, de cualquier equipo siempre tienen que dar el 100% y para que esa gente que va o viene a los estadios, pues uh, disfrute, ¿no? Y sea un pasatiempo agradable con ya sea con toda la familia, entonces yo creo que eso es lo que siempre, al menos yo siempre traté de hacer, ¿no? de, de darle lo mejor para que se divirtieran, para que estuvieran uh, siempre pues, a gusto. Y, y yo creo que el béisbol y siempre reúne más a la familia. Y yo creo que eso es lo que, lo que uno siempre trata de hacer, ¿no? de, de hacer lo mejor posible para que, para que las familias estén bien. Yo les he preguntado a mucha gente, por primera vez, ya cuando retiran, cuando pongan el número aquí, la gente cuando entra a Dodger Stadium, van a ver el micrófono de Harry y van a ver el 34. Van a ver dos latinos allí. Y esto es Los Ángeles. La mayoría del estadio, para mí, son latinos, los que apoyan a los Dodgers. 
y para mí es muy importante que estamos reconociendo lo, lo que el, el impacto de los latinos para pa este equipo. ¿Usted ha pensado cuando entren en el estadio, uno que nunca lo vio lanzar, le van a contar la historia de Fernando Valenzuela? Teniéndolo allí, usted ya va a vivir por siempre. Sí, uh, fíjate que yo uh, en, al principio de mi carrera yo uh, visité muchas escuelas de, de, desde el primer grado, porque eso es lo que quería hacer, ¿no? de, de inculcarles lo importante que era la educación. Entonces, siempre que teníamos la oportunidad durante las temporadas, íbamos y visitábamos escuelas para, para decirles ¿no? más o menos qué tan importante es eh, eh, obtener una carrera por medio del estudio. ¿no? Y siempre le comparaba, porque dos o tres siempre hacían la pregunta, sí, pero a ti te ha ido muy bien da, en el deporte y Sí, pero acuérdense de una cosa, que en el estudio, ahí siempre se va a ganar. En el deporte vas a ganar y perder. Y otra de las cosas es que en el estudio es para siempre. En el, en el deporte puedes tener una lesión y terminó todo. Entonces es por eso muy importante para todos ustedes, los jóvenes, los niños, que el estudio es importante, para, es para siempre. Y eso es lo que siempre he tratado de, de hacer, inculcar más que nada a la juventud, todo eso. Una de las últimas cosas que siempre les digo a gente, por cual usted es muy importante para mí, es porque ustedes tienen la historia clásica de un inmigrante. Usted vino a este equipo, no hablaba el idioma. Y, y hizo... todavía. <risa> y hizo un trabajo usted eh, yo, y siempre le recuerdo a la gente que la historia de usted no es de solamente un lanzador un, un pelotero es una historia de un inmigrante que tuvo éxito y para eso usted es un euro en nuestra comunidad sí siempre es, es difícil ¿no? porque en muchas ocasiones bueno se busca lo mejor eh, en este país que hay las oportunidades, pero yo creo que también uno tiene que poner parte ¿no? para, que, para que las cosas uh, sí, uh, sean como uno quiere. ¿no? Entonces yo creo que se tiene que tener mucho sacrificio para en, en cualquier ramo, en cualquier trabajo. Yo creo que no fue nada más del 81 para arriba. Hubo otras cosas que sacrificios eh, de buscar otras ligas, de buscar otras oportunidades, ¿no? Entonces yo creo que esa es la parte más, más difícil de, de uno no rendirse, sino que seguir, seguir adelante, ¿no? Entonces yo creo que eso es lo, lo que siempre quise hacer, ¿no? Entonces, que voy a, si yo quiero lograr algo, yo tengo que sacrificarme en, en, en todo lo que venga. Y ahorita que estamos hablando de los niños también, porque me he encontrado ya adultos que me dicen, yo recuerdo fuiste a mi escuela y por ti ahorita soy doctor o soy licenciado. O sea que con, con esa plática siguieron los estudios y son profesionistas ahorita. Eso me, me llena a mí más de, de alegría, de que eso, ese tiempo que, que tuve con ellos, pues dio fruto, sirvió de algo. 
me, me da un chingo de orgullo que voy a poder traer, entrar a este estadio, ver el 34 y decir, ese es un mexicano y allí nos representa a todos nosotros, ¿verdad, Alonso? Well, he, well and a serious question, Fernando. How much of that do you think Alicia understood? Oh, the understood? other one was sincere. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that do you think Alicia just understood in Spanish? I understood a lot of it, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> we have, we have we to gonna, give her a We're going to make her to speak to her. We should have. Yeah. Yeah. Español sin barreras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should take her out to El Palenque. Entonces Juan refiere acá al pavilion como El Palenque para que nada más comunique en español. But I digress. I digress. Um... <laughs> Um, una pregunta para usted obviamente yo, y yo lamentablemente no pude vivir en, en el 81 porque yo todavía no he nacido yo oí esa, esas historias de mi papá porque mi papá venía al palenque me, me da las historias pagaba tres dólares para venir a verlo lanzar era de la fiesta y todo eso verdad pero cómo era ese ambiente para usted en ese tiempo porque obviamente todo el mundo habla de cómo era para ellos pero cómo era para usted al principio bastante difícil, uh, inclusive uh, no sé si fue lo mejor para mí de, de estar en Ligas Menores. Bueno, yo creo que sí fue lo mejor, ¿no? Pero, porque yo duré poco tiempo en Ligas Menores, cinco meses nada más y después me llegué al equipo de aquí de Los Ángeles. Entonces, yo creo que eso también me ayudó a, a obtener más confianza en mí mismo. Entonces, eh, pero sí, bastante difícil porque lo hablamos ahorita al principio del idioma muy difícil, pero... Siempre he pensado que el idioma del béisbol es universal, o sea, no, ahí no se, te, se tiene que tener mucha comunicación sobre eso. Entonces, yo creo que, pero, pues, ¿qué te puedo decir? Difícil. Uh, muchos dicen que a mí eh, no me gusta hablar mucho con, con el medio informativo, ¿no? Entonces, eh, no es que no quiera, sino que yo quiero estar seguro primero de cómo voy a desenvolverme en ese en, en, en diferentes partes, ¿no? en diferentes medios. Y, es, y en ese momento sí era bastante difícil porque teníamos que ir antes de, de las ciudades donde iba el equipo a jugar un día antes para hacer las conferencias de prensa y, y eso era un poquito más, más, no fácil, pero sí me ayudaba más ¿no? para, para después cuando el equipo llega llegaba, bueno, ya tenía la oportunidad de, de entrenar con ellos, ¿no? Sí. O sea, no desligarme del equipo. Sí, sí. Yo creo que eso es muy importante, ¿no? De, de estar siempre unido con el equipo, porque eso es lo que es. Sí. Un grupo eh, que siempre debes, para que sobresalga, siempre tiene que estar unido. Y para usted, porque usted, mucha gente se le olvida que usted era un September Call-Up, vino en el 80, y, y, y más bien es cuando empezó todo eso, ¿verdad? Este, pero para usted, cuando vino en septiembre y todavía empezó la temporada, para usted, y se oye la historia, que cada persona tiene su, su big leader, de que quien le enseñó el, el camino, ¿verdad? Para usted, ¿quién era ese big leader? Yo creo que, uh, principalmente, yo creo que mi familia, mis hermanos, cuando yo llegué al béisbol fue por ellos, porque yo realmente a mí no me, no me llamaba mucho la atención, entonces fue donde ya uh, empecé a, a meterme más en serio. Porque yo cuando hago algo o quiero hacer algo, quiero estar el 100% adentro. O sea, me, en, el, en lo que quiero hacer siempre, no decir, a ver qué pasa. Sí. No, yo, me meto y yo sé que, que tengo que sobresalir, sino tratar de, 
de sobresalir. Por eso siempre cuando llegas a, a, a un nivel, siempre nunca pensar acá, siempre ir aquí paso por paso, ir, ir mejorando cada vez más y eso a la vez te va dando experiencia para, para cuando llegas a lo, a lo, a lo alto, a lo, a lo que buscan, ¿no? que es en este caso Grandes Ligas. ¿no? Entonces yo creo que esa es la preparación más que nada para, para cualquier jugador. Sí, sí. Speaking of uh, the big leagues, Alicia. <laughs> Passing the baton. Español. <laughs> Pero en español, sí, lo tengo. Spanglish. Igual que el mío. Pochachola right here. <laughs> We've never hit the, that fact, right? No, no, <laughs> usted, ¿Usted sabe que el apodo de ella para no, no, o conoce el apodo de ella de nosotros? No. Es la princesa de Picolandia. <laughs> Entonces, es Pochachola. <laughs> Pochachola. <laughs> We don't need to get into the history of why my Spanish sucks. <laughs> this is a day of celebration. That's, That's true. right. And okay. we don't have enough time. That's my right. parents wanted to. They got punished. All right. Fair, fair. Oh, look at He's like rolling his eyes already. <laughs> okay, so we know, how, again, how you don't like to do these things. And we thank you, especially here at the Cathedral of Baseball, Dodger yeah. Stadium. Um, I know that you're still working with the Dodgers, which we are so fortunate. I also know that you have your own team in Mexico, and I don't think you talk about that enough. Quintana Roo, the Tigres, season's coming up. Is that out of love? Is that out of love for the game, or is it a financial decision, or hopefully both? <laughs> What, what's going on with the, the yeah, Tigres? Yeah, more, more is uh, we get in uh, because uh, I like the game. Yeah. And I, I can see a lot of young players, they have a good a lot of talent, but they never have the opportunity to play. Right. So we, that's what the reason we try to make it and give it more, more chance to, to play. And I think that's the only way, you know, to, uh, to be uh, better and better. So yeah, Tigres de Quintana Roo. Cancun. Cancun. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking we need a I field trip, yeah, right? A yeah. Beatles podcast so field trip. I support that. So that's, that's, that's the team. I got that one for uh, this going to be my seven years. Wow. And um, it's not easy, but, well, we get in and now we have to deal with that one. But I love that. But, um, yeah, the season, spring training is going to start uh, March 16, a few days. And season start. For Tigres, the 21st April. Awesome. Uh, yeah, the, the team is And it's a family good. business. Cannot? Yeah, family business. So I yeah. love that. I love everything about that. Yeah. He brought it spring training. So can we talk a little bit about the Dodgers spring training? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was over there for... Uh, I saw that. For um, how many? Four or five games, something like that. And um, the team got a lot of talent. I think it's going to be good for the future, good pitching. Uh, they have it good arms, and, and I think that's those, those young players is going to be the future for the Dyers. I think that's, that's the, maybe the, the plan for the Dyers, you know, taken little by little. Mm -hmm. But I think a couple of those ones that I are watching pitch, and I think they're ready. They're ready to to come in over here. I love it. Any any predictions for how the Dodgers season will go? Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, main thing is stay away from injuries. I think that's right. that's the point <laughs> because um, 
You know, we lost a couple of players, good players, the Turners, but I think it's going to be another uh, players coming up, and uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, now they're using DH, and so I think it's going to be perfect over there. And, um, and the team, uh, I think to win games, you got to play like it is, team. No depend by one or two players. Gotcha. Gotta be everybody has to put the their part. You gotta get in the dugout and tell them that. <laughs> I know you're working, but dang, <laughs> we need some more of that. No, they do that. They do yeah, that, and yeah. I think we're very lucky to yeah, be Dodger exactly. fans. We're very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, queremos respetar su tiempo, ah, Fernando. Muchas gracias. Vamos a terminar el programa de la manera que terminamos todos nuestros programas. Nosotros aquí en el Bleed Los Podcast somos todos Dodgers, Los Ángeles, pero más importante son los tacos. A nosotros nos encantan los tacos. Nosotros queremos saber cuál es su favorito taco y a dónde va a comprar ese taco. Bueno, eh, eh, era años atrás, ya ahora ya, ya no tanto, pero sí años atrás, en una, creo que estaba en el este de Los Ángeles, eh, no recuerdo ahorita el, el nombre, pero sí, uh, cuando hay oportunidad. Eh, pero es un taco no de, carne de, as, de carne asada. Carne asada, y la carne bien cocida. <risa> Está bueno. Pero una, pero una pregunta por, por parte de mi, mi amigo acá, Juan. Sí. ¿Por qué no, no tiene confianza en la tortilla de harina? Somos del norte, allá obviamente la tortilla no, de harina es, es como es. ¿Cuál es su tortilla de preferencia? Pues yo voy... <risa> lo puede ofender, está bien. Lo no puede ofender. Right wrong. <risa> norte también. A mí no, me sí, gustan los de maíz. Mira, sí, yo creo que a mí también. Pero, pero yo creo que la combinación es, 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 es buena. O sí. sea, eh, de harina son, 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 son buenísimos. Sí. Son buenísimos, pero sí. también yo creo que depende en muchas ocasiones también el ingrediente que le pongas. A, Exacto. Uh -huh. Como la salsa bandera. ¿Sabes, no? ¿Cuál sí, es? sí, sí, sí. Yeah. No, ya. Explícale. Come on, I know. <laughs> There are some things that completely. Machaca la de Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> See, he does know my family's from Chihuahua. Whatever. <laughs> Pero, no, yo creo que toda la comida que tenemos uh, mexicana es, es tremenda. Mucha, mm -hmm. mucha variación de. The best. De comida. The best. Sí, yes. Nope. Y, y con eso, como lo dijo mi, mi compañero Juan, sabemos que no hace mucho de eso, le agradecimos muchísimo, pero más bien le felicitamos más que nada sí. por el honor que, que usted va a recibir aquí en, el, en la Catedral de, de Todo Béisbol. Pero muchísimas gracias, Fernando, por parte de todos nosotros y felicidades. No, muchas gracias, muchas gracias por esta oportunidad que me das, Alfonso, gracias. Alicia, gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Y Juan, gracias. Con gracias a todos y pues para mí es, uh, ha sido un placer estar hablando con todos ustedes aquí y bueno, comentando sobre algunas cositas que pues en ocasiones se quedan un poquito al lado, pero gracias y Gracias por todo ese apoyo que siempre han brindado al equipo y en lo personal también. Muchas gracias. Les agradezco. Gracias, Fernando. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs>
if I'm going to be completely honest with you, because that was a weird full circle thing for me personally, and I know for Roger too, but I know for you. Uh, Not so much for Alicia because you know the guy. What? (laughs) This is an interview that I've been trying to get for (laughs) my 19 years in broadcasting. (laughs) And finally, so yes. This guy picking on me all day. Hey, first of all, I mean, you You're are... ruining my aloha vibes. Well, you ruined those on your own for other reasons <laughs> we can't discuss at this time. Um, but honestly, it was that... pretty epic. It, it, <laughs> but I mean, I, I have to say that it's weird because we've been we've talked about this for 40 years and then and for 30 plus years almost, the retirement, right? And now it's finally happened. Obviously, better late than never. Yeah. Um, but Roger, for you, because I know how much this means to you, what was that like for you? Obviously, you weren't in the video. For those that don't know, he's behind camera. <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty special. I mean, just to have Fernando, you know, willing to do our podcast, right? I mean, we've been talking about this since we started, right? One of the things we like, why isn't his number retired, right? Why isn't his number retired? And that's one of the things that we felt, man, we got to get that number retired, right? Somehow we, if we can somehow get the word out, hey, this number needs to be retired. And, you know, that's kind of what we started doing. And we talked to Stan Caston. We asked him about it. And everybody, like Juan said, we talked to everybody. Like, that number should be retired, right? Everybody, yeah, it should. And just finally to see it happen at FanFest, I mean, it was like, whoa, it's actually happening. And then to be able to sit, you know, sit here with Fernando, you know, off the air, you guys saw it. I showed him a book that it's pretty special to me because, like I said, I got that book when I was probably 10 years old. Um at a book fair for school and Scholastic. Uh, yeah, one of those book Shout fairs. Out. <laughs> Shout out Scholastic. Shout out Scholastic. <laughs> and you know and Scholastic and, dollars. And whatever I lost track of it, you know, I knew it was at my mom's pa- at my parents' house and then when my dad passed away in, in sixteen, like I found it in, in his drawer and I'm like, Man, he kept this all that time. Like and it just means, you know, like I said, it's a family thing. Like he's the one that, that showed me and everybody you see out here is like why are you a fan? Like, if they're in their 20s, 30s, oh, my dad or my grandpa, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's come full circle, like you said. Well, for me, what's full circle about it, I wasn't alive when all the Fernando Mania stuff happened. Uh, but my dad would tell me the stories. You know, my uncles who don't care about sports would tell me the stories, right? My dad did because he played, at, you know, he's an athlete. But, but my uncles who, and he reminds me a lot of my uncles, by the way, just the way that he, you know, that he conducts himself and he's he's very... The leather jacket. The, the leather jacket, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the headphones, the the hardwired headphones. Yes. Um, and so so it, it was, it was, and then just, again, my dad would tell me these stories. He'd come here, you know, when he, my dad came here when he was 21 to the States, and he'd, you know, bust his ass to work, and then he'd come and spend three bucks, which at the time was a lot of money, to come sit down in Palenque and watch Fernando go on his go days. And just the ambiente and everything that was going on on those days. And I know we didn't get I wanted to ask him, but we just, you know, we were repressed for the time. I wanted to ask him what, you know, the the ambiente is now with the mariachis y todo eso, right? Because yeah. that's what, like when my dad tells me those stories, that's what I think el ambiente was like, right? Obviously, that wasn't the case. It was different. Um, but it, it, it's just crazy to think that how it just ties into the culture, right? To la yeah. cultura, it just ties in, you know, the classic immigrant story, like you said. Yeah. That's that's the perfect way to put it, you know, rags to riches, because that's ultimately what it is. Yeah. But even for the Chicanos, the Mexican-Americans, which you so blatantly... The pochos. Yes, the, the pochos. pochos and the pochas. Pochachola. Uh, <laughs> Pochachola. <laughs> um, he was important because of the of seeing someone like us yeah. on television, of seeing the love for him, of seeing... 
because you know I was born here, my parents were born here, but we didn't have anybody to look to on television. We're talking sports, news, Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> right? And if you made it in Hollywood, you had to change your last name. No, Fernando got to be Fernando. And he did it, and he just wowed the world with that first year. Yeah. He brought Latinos back to the stadium. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't Fernando Valens, right? No. <laughs> Valens? No. But that's what no. you had to do yeah. to be successful in Hollywood and stuff is change your name. Freddie Prince. Raquel Welch. Yeah. yeah. Rita Hayworth. I mean, I could go on and on. Wonder yeah. Woman. Uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter, Linda Carter is yeah. from Chihuahua. Shut up. So um, I'm just saying, he transcended baseball. I know everyone has heard that before, but to be here and have him – um, agree to do the podcast because he doesn't do this very often. No. Right? No, and no. and he's so gracious. He's so humble. He does not like to talk about himself. I no. mean, we could tell, right? I wanted to ask him, you know, for all of the the love that you get, you know, from the Dodgers and Dodger fans and baseball fans and Mexico fans because they retired his number a while ago. Yeah. Um, how How was the city treating you just off? Like, no. Has L.A. been good to you since you've been off the mound, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't get to hear yeah. from him. We don't get to, you know, know where he hangs out and stuff. He's a very private man. So this that means even more to me that he made time for us today. And the Dodgers gave us time with yes. him. So, sh you know, got to give love to the Dodgers. Yeah, shout out to the Dodgers. I mean, we're in a suite of theirs for L.A. I so, I mean, so shout out to the Dodgers. This. <laughs> Has anyone checked the bar? I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're going to ask us to leave, Alicia, if you keep I'm that up. I'm still on Aloha vibes, okay? <laughs> I literally came home early from Hawaii just for this. Like, this is huge. My dad was trying to tag along, by the way. And I was speaking with um, Haley over here. Hi, Haley. Um, shout out to Haley. Shout out to Haley. <laughs> Nicole, give a Nicole shout Singer. out to Haley. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I was telling her how to I stepped away and watched you guys with Fernando and how grown men turn into young baseball fans again. And my dad did the same when he met Fernando. He was like trying to shake his hand <laughs> and make sure he was <laughs> See, but for me, it's a respect thing, though, because he is your, your encompassing Latino guy, right? Like you, like you respect the elders. That's a big thing in our culture. So for me, that's that. I mean, he smells like my elders. So I mean, it's one of those where it's like he you, smells good. Make sure you. No, smell. yeah, he does okay. smell. I'm not, I'm not knocking the smell. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's. But I think that's something that I think societally we've also shied away from. Right? Is 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 that you respecting know respecting our elders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but for I mean, it, but you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of what I don't really get. I mean, you guys know what I do for work. I don't really get starstruck. That that was. There's only been one other instance, and I was pretty starstruck with him. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, but that tells you the importance he is to la cultura. Yeah, well, and that, but again, he transcends. Even if you don't like baseball, you know who Fernando Valenzuela is, right? Yes. So yes. And Juan, I know you were. And he oh, wore his shirt. This a dream come true. Look, look I, I, objectivity went completely out the door <laughs> <did>. with me. <laughs> I, I wore my Valenzuela T-shirt. I mean, this is the guy. He is the guy. He's the guy. Why I am a Dodger fan, and yeah. you know, in, in a certain sense, Roger, I, I, it's, it is kind of really. It's hard to say that it's not a sentimental moment that I'm sitting here talking to him because all I could think of is is my grandfather. Because, you know, that's the relationship I had with my grandfather was through baseball. So sitting with my grandfather, watching the Dodger games and the, getting the chance to, to talk to him. And and it's just like, you're right. It was, I felt the same way when I was talking to the maestro Jaime Jarrín. Because those 
to your point, I think, Alicia, it takes us back to to being kids. And they always say, right, don't grow up. If you have that yeah. kid in you, keep it alive as long as you can. Don't ever lose sight of it. And And that's the thing, right? I mean, baseball is a kid's game. And we're grown adults and we come here and, yes, we're, like, ridiculous. We get mad when the team loses and we're just completely illogical and we lose sight of the fact that these are human beings out here playing this game. But to sit here and be able to actually talk to them and and talk to them about something that, like you said, we've wanted this for him for so long to get that number retired. I wish we had more time with him. Yes, he doesn't do these things, so I'm going to appreciate the few minutes that he did give us. Mm -hmm. I would love to have been able to ask him about Mitch Poole because Mitch Poole was the guy who refused to give out the number after Valenzuela. I asked this question before, and I don't know if we had an answer, but if Mitch Poole wouldn't have done that, and let's say someone would have won 34, and they would have had some success... Mm Do they still retire Valenzuela's number? That's a great question. That is a great question. You know, so that's why for me this moment is, and my apologies again. I, I've never, I'm a, I suffer as Memo Torres, friend of the Canesada, says imposter syndrome. <laughs> that's totally what I, I felt like today. Yeah. I'm not a journalist. I'm not sitting here going to ask, no. yeah. you know, deep questions. It is me sitting here in front of a childhood idol <laughs> and just letting I was surprised at how gregarious he was with us, yeah. to tell you the truth. He's, yeah, no, he's super friendly, like one-on-one, and, and he's a big jokester. He is, as he pointed out. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really, uh, you're such a good sport because you he, are. he <laughs> really uh, he, he really went to town on you. But, yeah. I mean, whenever I would see him in the press box or even I see him around the stadium at FanFest or at some of the events, he's always got the headphones on. Yeah. Right. And I always interpreted that as he's a very shy person. And like you had said, he doesn't like talking about himself. And can you imagine? I mean, there's still grown ass people that walk up to him like he's still playing in the league right now. Like he probably never gets a moment to himself when he goes out. I guess that's the price of fame. Right. When you go out, you never do have a moment to yourself. So to sit here and actually listen to him talk to us like we were at a carne asada and he's just letting us know what he thinks it it, it was a, a surreal moment yeah. to tell you the truth you know Juan, what you said is interesting because you know you'll have 40 50 year olds right go up to fernando be like oh wow fernando right yeah and then i mean he played 40 years ago right yeah. oh longer than 40 years ago right yeah. so even like the younger generation they still go up you know 20 30 year because they know who he is yeah. like how many guys have played in 1981, they're walking around. Most people are going to be like, wait, who is that guy, right? Yeah. Not many, right? Yeah. I mean, Fernando transcends that. Yeah. There were, like, children with their parents, <laughs> and, you know, the every it was generational, all standing there trying to get a picture and an autograph. And that was, what, two weeks ago. So <laughs> I, thi- I think the retiring of 34 is going to help younger people also, yeah. right? I mean, when you're sitting down there with your mom and dad or your tia, whomever, and you're like, Who's that? Who's mm-hmm. that? And now they're going to be able to be like, that's Fernando Valenzuela. Let me tell you a little story. It's going to be like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Legacy. I'm well, so happy for him. Well, and, 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 and to a point that Juan made, I don't even think it's that he's shy. Again, he reminds me a lot of like my dad and my and my uncles. Just humble, right? Because you have humble beginnings. You know, I mean, my, my, my dad's parents are the same. And on Campesinos, 
they're poor, you know, they, they worked their way, you know, up here and, you know, sending Feria back to get everyone over all, you know, that traditional story you hear, right? But he's just a humble guy. You know, he, he under, you know, he knows where he came from. He knows his roots. But he also, and that's why I asked him the question about the 34 being retired in the entire League of Mexico. Yeah. That's, like, there again, there's only one other guy whose number had been retired, and, and even here, it's just, it's 42. Yeah. Not, not Roberto Clemente, not, not anyone else. You know, even guys that have died, Thurman Munson, guys, it's just Jackie. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's a, that's a big, big ordeal. And for him to graciously even say, like, you know, it's it's a big deal, but he didn't even try to compare apples to oranges, right? <laughs> Don't you think it's cool that he was surprised? Like, uh, they didn't warn him or ask him? I, I think, I, but again, it's a testament to his humbleness. I love that. Yeah. I love that yeah. he was, you know, because I'm, I mean, you know, he's a professional. He's yeah. he's done well. You know, he he owns his own team in Mexico. And to still get surprised and, and be happy, I'm very happy for him is my point. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when they told him that. But well, and, and and for the record too, it's not that he owns just any team in Mexico. It's one of the blue bloods in Mexico. Yes. So I mean, that's the other kind of. And again, so humble. we're going to Cancun, right? Yeah, yeah. we're going to Cancun field trip. <laughs> I like how you just came back from vacation and you want to take another vacation. <laughs> exactly. It was not just a vacation. And but can we just talk business. about the fact that she went to Hawaii and it snowed in L.A.? It did. It did. You guys I have mean, the weather I have at home. Should we have not taken that as a sign? Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You know, La Princesa de Picolandia is not here. And it oh. snows in LA. The sky and is look falling. How beautiful it is. This is like a Santa Anita day. You guys have the rest of the day off? Uh, yes, sir. Well, Juan doesn't, but we do. No, no I, I don't have the rest of the day off. But I, I do want to acknowledge one thing. This is our season three premiere. It is. We so haven't, we haven't. If, what a way to if you start. believe it or not, we have been doing this show. Now it's going to be our third year doing this show. This is also proof that they just let anyone do anything on the internet. The internet is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The internet is great. It's, yeah. it, it's awesome. I just remembered something we did not ask him. We're straying away. If he likes the wave. Oh, what no. Do you think that, he that's what said? you wanted but, to uh, ask. Yeah, let's say it's. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff wanted to ask. Some people get heated about the wave. They so do. I'm just going to wonder. You know. Juan is one of those people. <laughs> I, I really don't care about the wave. I mean, I don't do it, I don't participate in it. But and it doesn't bother me because we should not poo poo on people who want to do the way. That's true. <laughs> no, I, I am not a part of the no fun party, and I think people should have fun. Yeah, exactly. What a uh, uh, before we as we wrap this up, uh, I I I'm kind of envious of people that are. I I don't think I'll be able to be here, but the day that they retire the number, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna. I hope that's what it is, right? Una fiesta. Right. Um, and, and I I did want to ask him if he's kind of thought about that, but I also didn't because again, he's just so humble that I don't even think he would know how to answer that. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think that day is going to be like? I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a giant party. I, and, I mean, it's three days. It's yeah. three games. And, and that's the reason I ask because normally it's just like, oh, it's a yeah. day. It's a whole weekend. Yeah, so there will be one game where you see the unveiling of the number, but then the next day they're with, they're giving out a bobblehead, yeah. and then they're giving out the 1981 World Series ring. I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Princesa de Picolandia <laughs> oh my God. has a bag full of Not rings, true. of World Series rings that yeah. she stole from little kids oh the night that they God. were giving out rings at Dodger Stadium, the, oh, the hey, mystery box. Here. And I think there were some. It's some not 81. Hey, it's not. Hey, he's still pissed that you didn't get no, him a ring. I'm like Haley is still here. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I got a 1951, <laughs> and she 
we've got all the good ones. So, you what's, know. so what's now I'm going to have my face by the Dodger jail. So the cool, like, watch so, her on giveaway so the cool thing about us having cameras is that we can record Alicia getting escorted out of the stadium. <laughs> that, that's right. We can, Haley's going to walk her out. But The 81 is pretty dope. But that's People were like trading, trying to get the 81. Like, She's just rubbing it in. She's rubbing it in. No. I wanted 88. I wanted the 88 ring so bad. And she has a whole bag That's full of 88 true. and 81. <laughs> he did send us a picture, and, and I then see a full bag. I was the only one that had a bag, so my... And it was clear. And that's what she's well, like, no, I don't have more than one <laughs> ring, Juan. I don't know what you're talking... I was like... I offered to hold my friends in my bag. I was like, Alicia, I can clearly see the bag is full of rings. Alicia, you have more than one ring. Alicia, will that alibi hold up in court? Um, that's I a tough could. scene. That's a tough scene. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Okay, back to Fernando. Wow, yes. back to that's going to be a party. So definitely, maybe they'll have like different mariachis staged throughout, you know, outside, I, 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 yeah. inside. Yes. Um, maybe we have traditional dancers from, you know. Well, look, get your tickets now. Yes. Because oh, the longer, it's going to be in August. So yes. if you wait until August, I think those tickets are, they're going to be through the roof. I think no, it's going to be a hot. Bro, and the poor Rockies, they're just going to be just bombarded oh, with just, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, like, the, I mean, you have to remember, they have to play into the team. <laughs> that, that is true. And my condolences to the Colorado Rockies. Oh. They yes. were just eliminated yes, from the were. 2023 Major League Baseball <laughs> season. So, sorry, Rocky fans, maybe next year. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting you say it's, it's three days, right? It's a weekend. That's a testament uh, to him, though. And the only other person I remember that they did anything like that was Vince Scully. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. W- was Scully the, a whole yeah, weekend? Yeah, they did a whole weekend. When oh. But I again, it, to ask about Scully. But it's a testament, though, to, to the importance of Fernando. And, and again, huge kudos to the Dodgers for f- acknowledging that. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think that they neglected it by any stretch. But I think their real, you know, the, the realization of, like Stan pointed out at FanFest, I get asked all the damn time, <laughs> when are you yeah. going to retire 34? When the hell are you going to retire at 34, right? Exactly. But, but it, that tells you, you know, again, to, to where, you know, to where that guy is as far as the Mount Rushmore goes, right? And um, granted, Mount Rushmore's it's four heads, five yeah, heads? Yeah, four. 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 I mean, with the Dodger lore, it's hard, right? To, yeah, that to, is. To move it around. But, I mean, he's there. He's in the conversation. Every yeah. guest we've had on Lilo says yep. – Retire the number. Yeah. Didn't matter what team they played for or yeah. broadcasters, journalists, all said it. Rem- I, I, and I will never forget when the homie Dale Murphy said he did not know that 34 was yeah. not retired. <laughs> and he is as, as big of a historian baseball-wise as, as it comes. So for him to you know be kind of flabbergasted, for lack of a better term, again, tells you where that stands. He played against the guy, so he knows. Well – we're we're going to wrap this up because they're going to kick us out, yeah. uh, right. and they're going to ask, and they're going to. We don't got to go home, but we got to get the hell out of yeah. here. <laughs> but they're also going to escort Alicia out there. Yeah. LAPD waiting outside. <laughs> um, so again, huge thanks to the Dodgers, uh, Nicole Scheidsinger and her team, thank Haley, you, who's Nicole. here. Uh, thank you, Haley. We, we cannot thank you guys enough for facilitating all of this. Uh, again, we're in a suite at Dodger Stadium uh, that we will never be allowed back in again. That's true. But uh, <laughs> but huge thanks to them. Huge thanks to Fernando. Fernando. Uh, again, Campion. cannot cannot thank him enough, but also cannot congratulate him enough because mm-hmm. that's such a big honor. Um, but this episode of the of the podcast, season three. Again, they let anyone do anything on the internet. Man. They really <laughs> do. Great. Uh, it was presented by our partners at Bet Online. If you head on over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code Believe B L E A V, uh, you will get fifty percent off uh, on your on your first deposit. So huge thanks to them. 
Bet Online where the game starts. This is the Bleed Lost Podcast. We're all together too, by the way. We also failed to acknowledge that. Yeah. It was second time. Second time. Second time this year. Ooh, this year. Yeah. But that tells you that there's a budget now. So we can make it work. <laughs> We're moving on up. We're moving on again. They let anyone do Don't anything on the on. internet. <laughs> <laughs> so from the field tripper, Alicia Del Valle, your boys Alonso Juan and the baby face gimmick in the sky. This is the Bleed Lost Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.